that um, I drove by the Gooch Lane just the other day. I was visiting a friend of mine, uh, and I happened to notice your church sign for the very first time. And I said a prayer right then, and I said, Lord, that must be a neat church over there. And little did I know I was going to get invited just the other day to come here and preach. So I thought, that's kind of interesting, you know? That, uh, and then Karen and I actually just drove over here the other day just to see where you were. So, um, so it's a blessing to be here with you and, uh, and to share God's word with you as well. I'd like you to, if you would, if you have your Bibles and you'd like to turn to uh, Numbers chapter 6, a uh, passage in the Bible that you probably will recognize when I read it. Uh, but we don't often hear messages from Numbers too often, do we? But, uh, but this one's a good one. And uh, some great words for us to uh, think about and meditate on and ponder uh, this morning and maybe throughout the week. So Numbers chapter 6, verse 22 is where we're going. And we'll just read a few verses. The Lord said to Moses, Tell Aaron and his sons, This is how you are to bless the Israelites, and say this to them. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face or lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace. And so they will put my name on the Israelites and I will bless them. Did you recognize those words? Yeah? Um, you probably hear those words at different times, but as a pastor, I have used these words as a benediction probably a thousand times, <laughs> maybe more, I don't know. Um, but uh, I guess you probably heard them maybe at the church, maybe as a blessing sometime, maybe you've heard them uh, share at uh, a wedding perhaps, or even perhaps a funeral. Um, these, are, these are words that pastors use quite often and uh, are wonderful words for us to think about. But, you know, like a lot of God's Word, we hear the Word, but we don't necessarily take it in, you know, and and invite that Word to speak to us and and sink into our hearts. We tend to read it, or even as ministry leaders, uh, we say it, but maybe we don't even realize what we're saying sometimes. It sounds really good. Didn't it sound good when you heard it? The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord, you know, it sounds really good. It even feels good, I think, when you, when you hear those words. But do we realize what, what those words are about? Is that enough to feel good and just sound good? I don't think it is. Um, what are these blessings really saying to us about the Lord today and about our relationship with Him? And I, so I just kind of challenge you this morning, if, if I might, how you might apply this blessing to your life and, and to those around you. Because life is a blessing, is it not? At least most of the time, right? Well, there was this Catholic priest and a rabbi and a Methodist minister uh, who were discussing the blessing of life and how that began. And of course the priest said, the, the blessing of life begins at what? Conception. That's what they said, okay? And the Methodist, he stood up and he said, life begins at birth. 
And so, you know, that's a blessing as well, right? And then the rabbi, the Jewish rabbi stands up and he says, the real blessing life begins when your children leave home. <laughs> we can relate to that, right, dear? Yeah. Because we have grandchildren now, so we get to spoil them, which is really nice. Well, the truth is, God wants to bless us throughout our lives, doesn't he? He wants to do that. And so verse 24 says, the Lord, what? Bless you. The Lord bless you and keep you. When we say that, folks, and when we hear it, the Jehovah God, the Lord of Lords, the King of Kings, is, is wanting to confer or bestow upon us blessing in our life. A spiritual understanding. One of the definitions I found of blessing is this. A blessing is the impartation of the supernatural power of God into a human life by the spoken word of God. Did you get all that? (laughs) That's a mouthful, but that's what it is. God superimposing a blessing upon us. See, God gave the word to Moses. Moses was given the word to Aaron and then his priestly sons to impart a supernatural kind of blessing upon God's people. In Malachi chapter 3, verse 10, I won't have you go there, but it says simply this about God's blessing. Test me, says the Lord. See if I won't throw open the floodgates, you recognize this? Floodgates of heaven, and pour out my what? Blessing that you will not have room for them. So again, God wants to bless us in so many ways that we not even have room enough to hold all the blessings that come our way. And then verse 24, you notice it also said, and keep you and I. So the Lord bless you and keep you. Not only keep you from missing the blessing, but also keep us from evil. You know, that's out there too, isn't it? And above all, keep us close to the Lord. The truth is, we don't always know or get what God's blessings are all about. Think about the ones that are really blessed today. And I I was led to think about what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 5. And it says this, Blessed are the poor in what? The poor in spirit. Blessed are the meek. Blessed are the lowly. Those who hunger and thirst after what? Righteousness, so they will see God. Blessed are those whose hearts are pure, for they will be blessed by God. And so we have the first part, the Lord bless you and keep you. And then verse 25 it says, the Lord, I love this part, the Lord make His face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. Doesn't that just sound great? The Lord make His face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord's blessing in number six includes the desire of the Lord to shine. Think about that. To shine on His people. God wants to show His smile or favor upon us. God wants us to know that He is pleased with us. At least most of the time. (laughs) Not all the time. But most of the time, hopefully. In Psalm 80, verse 3, we read that part of getting back to God involves having the Lord's face shine upon it. Listen to these words in Psalm 80, verse 3. 
Restore us, O God. Make your face shine upon us that we may be saved. That we may be blessed and be in fellowship with you. That's pretty cool, isn't it? He wants to shine on us and that we might be blessed and saved and be in fellowship with him. Well, it feels great, doesn't it, to receive or feel God's approval in what we're doing? It does, doesn't it? And God wants that to happen in our lives. Isn't it wonderful to know that God is pleased with our work? I'm sure God is pleased with the work that you've been doing here in this church and the way in which God has used you in a mighty way to draw people unto Him and to, and to grow and to, and to be a part of God's family here. Perhaps so sometimes we get kind of busy and so involved in doing ministry, do we, sometimes? Yeah? And we miss God's blessing in, in because we're so busy. So maybe, just maybe we need to look up more and give thanks to God who so loves us and wants to keep us in His grace. A mom... Some of you are moms, or you've been moms. Or you're always mom, I guess. Yeah, right? Yeah. A mom was uh, about time, it was time for school to dismiss, and it was raining outside. You guys ever experienced that when your kids are at school and it's raining? And so she drove to school to pick up her eight-year-old daughter. And she parked her car outside, or near there, and she waited for her daughter to meet at the usual spot, you know, where they, where they normally meet. And she sees her daughter running toward her down the sidewalk. And then all of a sudden a lightning bolt flashes. You know, down, down. And her daughter running stops. And she looks up towards the sky. And she smiles. And then she begins running again towards the car. And then all of a sudden another lightning bolt flashes down. And she does the same thing. She stops, and she looks up, and she smiles, and then she keeps running again. And this happened one more time. And she finally got to her mom. And then once in the car, her mom asked her daughter about her strange behavior, because she was watching this as, as it was going on. And without stopping, and, you know, what's this deal with stopping and looking in the sky and all that? And her daughter just simply replied, I had to, Mommy. God was taking my picture. <laughs> Kids say the darn thing, don't they? To stop and take a picture. See, the Lord wants to smile upon us. And He wants us to smile or experience His joy, doesn't He? Doesn't the Bible say the joy of the Lord is what? My strength. The joy of the Lord is my strength. I saw a lot of that joy and enthusiasm just last Friday. Um, you, you mentioned that I served in the Kairos thing with your pastor. Well, at our church, we also uh, do a, a worship service for the guys over at Limestone Correctional Facility, the prison over there. And we do it on the first Friday of the month um, with those guys there. And the handful of guys from our church, not a lot, and if you guys are interested in being a part of that ministry, we'd love to have you be a part of it. But anyway, we go there, a handful of us, and we have a worship service, and we have fellowship with those guys at the, at the prison. And one of the neatest things we do during that service is that we, we have a thing called open mic. And so after the message is given, we give the guys in the prison an opportunity to come up to the microphone 
and to share, you know, what's going on in their life. Now, we only give them about two or three minutes, because some of them would go on forever if we let them. But they share a blessing, you know. And just this last Friday, I could not, it was so cool. This one guy shared how he thanked the Lord for being in prison. Isn't that strange? I mean, he thanked the Lord for being in prison because he said, if I was not in prison, I probably would be dead. And he also met the Lord while he was in prison. That's pretty powerful, isn't it? And then another guy got up and he said, he really thanked the Lord for being in prison because while he was there, his relationship with his wife grew. And guess what? His wife also became a Christian while he was in prison. So just some neat things, some neat blessings, if you will, that happened uh, just this past Friday. Um, So again, God, you know, let these guys talk about the blessings of the Lord. And I'm sure if we took time today, if I invited a couple of you guys up here right now, you could probably talk about your blessings, couldn't you? In fact, you know, I want to do that just for a moment, if that's okay. I want you to turn to someone in the room, and I want you just to share a moment. Okay, I'll give you about 30 seconds or so. And just tell the person next to you a blessing in your life that's happened maybe last week or last month or just something that comes to mind. Would you do that? Just for, just for like a minute. See, that's a functional thing, actually, because now I can preach a little longer because you guys have a chance. No, not really. I just wanted you to be able to share, you know, with one another those blessings because we are a blessed people, are we not? Amen. You know, and sometimes we need to count our blessings. You ever sing that song? Count your blessings one by one, name them one by one kind of thing. It's important to do that, isn't it? And so let's move on. Verse 26 says, The Lord lift up His countenance upon you and give you His what? Peace. And give you His peace. Another translation says, The Lord, I think I read it out of here, The Lord turned His face toward you. That's kind of cool. The Lord turned His face toward you and give you His peace. To have God's countenance upon you means to be fully recognized and approved by Him. Think about that. To be fully recognized and approved by the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings. This is the part of the blessing that reminds us that God's desire to bring special favor upon His people. He was saying to the Israelites back then, You are my people, and I am your God. They needed to hear that. I need to hear that. Hopefully you need to hear that as well. You know, you are my people, and I am your God. Ultimately, this last sentence has to do with us being totally involved. Totally involved in God's presence and surrounded by His peace and by His grace and His love. Well, there was a young father and his daughter, and they were on a getaway cruise 
And it was kind of a mixed blessing in some ways because the, the, the wife died suddenly. And so the father decided to take his daughter on this cruise. And um, they were all huddled together on the deck of the ship. And they were coping with the pain and the loss. And the little girl just kind of burst out this question to her dad, like some kids do sometimes. And she said, Daddy, does God love us as much as Mommy did? What a question, huh? Does God love us as much as Mommy did? Well, at first, the father didn't know what to say. Any guys relate to that? That'd be hard, wouldn't it? You know? But then he said a prayer. And he knew he couldn't sidestep the question. And so he pointed across the water, and to the most distant horizon, he said, Honey, God loves reaches farther than you can see in that direction. And then he turned around and he said, and God loves you as far as you can see in the other direction. And then he looked up and he said, And God loves you as far as you can reach up here. And of course, you've got to do the other one, right? And God loves you as far as you can reach down into the depths of the ocean. And then, after hearing that Wonderful illustration, I think, of God's love. The old girl responds, Oh, just think, Daddy. We're right in the middle of it all. Isn't that cool? Right in the middle of it all. You see, this blessing reminds us that we too can be right in the middle of God's love. When He is keeping us, when His face is smiling at us, and His grace is upon us, and we are surrounded by His love, we can't help but experience His peace, can we? If all that's happening with us and around us and to us, we can't help but experience the peace of the Lord in our life. And most of you probably know the Hebrew word for peace. You know it? Shalom. Say it with me. Shalom. Shalom. I love that sound of that word. You know, it just, it just mm-hmm. kind of sounds really good when you hear it. It reminds us that, again, God wants to give us His shalom, if you will. And you know what? God's peace or His shalom does not merely mean the absence of war or strife. Did you realize that? In my 31 plus years in the military as a chaplain, I heard from many soldiers that even in the midst of war, God's peace and comfort and presence was there. The old phrase, you know, there is no atheist in foxholes kind of thing. You know? They recognized. Some of them woke up for the first time in the presence of war. But God's peace was there as well. You know, even though you and I are going through some tough times or struggles, God's peace, His shalom, His presence can still be felt and known in our life. Have you experienced that in your life? Even though you're going through a tough time? I can't help but think about the guy that I was with Thursday, Jim Spears. We prayed for him this morning. uh, And his wife was in uh, intensive care. And I got a chance to go in there with him and pray for Peggy and pray for Jim. But, you know, that's a tough time. 
But Jim's faith was just amazing. I mean, you know, he knew that Peggy really was on her last days, didn't know how long she was going to live. She had a really tough life. She had about four or five different kinds of things going on wrong with her body, and it just gave out, you know. But she was a wonderful Christian. But I could just see in his eyes still the peace of God, you know, because he was hanging on. He was trusting in the Lord, you know, in that, in that situation. Did he cry? Yeah, he cried. We cried together, you know. But, but God was, was with him in all of that. You know, God didn't promise you and I an easy life, did he? Or one without troubles. In fact, Jesus said what? In the world you will have. Don't say that with me. But you will have tribulations. But then he says something else after that, doesn't he? But be of good cheer because what? I have overcome the world. Remember how Paul's word says it in Philippians 4, 6, and 7. It says this. Do not be anxious about most things. No, it doesn't say that, does it? <laughs> it says, do not be anxious about all things. Uh-huh. But in everything, this is important. But in everything by prayer, petition, thanksgiving, present your request to God, and the peace, the shalom of God, which transcends all understanding, will keep your heart and your mind stayed upon Jesus. That's pretty neat. That's worth writing down, folks. Philippians chapter 4, 6, and 7. A great passage of Scripture to memorize as well. Okay, I'm going to end this message a little bit differently than you're probably used to, but I want us all to stand, if you would. And I want you to turn to someone and face them, if you would. And you can give them a good Christian hug if you want to, that's okay. Um, Uh, But anyway, I want us to give this blessing to one another this morning, okay? And so I want you, you probably don't have it memorized, and that's okay. I'm going to give you it by phrase, and I want you to say that to one another, okay? And so here we're going to go, all right? The wonderful blessing that is ours and that we can share with one another. So, say this. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord bless you. The Lord make His face to shine upon you. And be gracious to you. The Lord lift up His countenance upon you. And give you His peace. Amen. Yes.